All right, good morning. Uh, three to seven can be dismissed for Children's Church. The rest of us, if you have your Bible this morning, you can open with me to Joshua chapter four. <clears throat> Excuse me. Joshua chapter four. Before we get started this morning, um, just want to take a moment and have a moment of silence and in prayer for uh, this Memorial Day weekend. Um, we're going to be speaking about a memorial here in Joshua chapter 4. And in honor for the ones who laid down their life for us to have freedom in this country, uh, we want to honor them this morning. And uh, I ask you if you'd bow your head with me this morning. God, I come before you this morning, Lord, and I just give thanks for the men and women who sacrificed their life for us to have freedom in this country, Lord. I pray that we would never take it for granted, Lord. I pray for peace and strength in the lives of their families who lost loved ones, Lord. I pray that we would take this time to lift them up to you. God, I pray that you would comfort their families. And Lord, I pray and I thank you for the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for us, Lord. It's only in him and the sacrifice that he made, Lord, that we're able to approach your throne. God, I pray that this morning, Lord, you'd be honored and glorified in all that we do. That you'd be with us, Lord, that our lives would be changed. And God, this morning, that people would see you. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Looking in Joshua chapter 4, I want to read here and then I want to tell you the background. In Joshua chapter 4, starting in verse 1, it says, And it came to pass, when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take... For yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan. And each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. That this may be a sign among you, when your children ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them, that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, when it crossed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. Now, if you don't know this story, I highly encourage you to go back and read, um, starting in Joshua chapter 1, and read the background of what all took place as the children of Israel were going to cross over the Jordan. This is a ultimate picture of what Jesus would ultimately do in the New Testament. This was a picture of the cross. 
Okay, and I don't have time to go into all the details, but everything that went into the detail of the Ark of the Covenant and what it represented and what these priests would do, it tells us there in the book of Hebrews that Jesus is our high priest and this this river that they would cross represented a river of death. That's what they call it over there. And so it was basically like the people... We're standing on one side, and then the promise, okay, the promise of rest, the promised land, was on the other side. But there was something in between them, and it was a river of death. Okay, and there is, it's, it's total darkness, represented sin, and that's what stands between an unbeliever and the Lord is sin. Okay, and sin causes death. Okay, it causes us to not be able to cross over into the promise of rest in Christ. Now, what this all would take place here is again what Jesus would do on the cross for us and how he would actually, you can read this in Joshua chapter 3, how when the priest, the high priest, took the Ark of the Covenant and entered into the water, it actually stopped the water and backed it up, it says, to the city of Adam. Okay, sin came from Adam passed down. I mean it was a it's an awesome uh whole you could go for months on studying that and it's awesome to see all of the things that happened and I encourage you to do that. But I want to look at something that happened after. Okay, so now this is <clears throat> this is a picture of salvation. Okay, now they were going to cross over the river and cross over into a life with God. Okay, so it represents today as we would look at it and get this example because the Bible says in the New Testament that all of these things of the Old Testament happened for an example for us today. So we can take this example and apply it to our lives today. And it applies to the walk with the Lord that we have today. And I want you to look at this, and I want to point out a couple of things here in Joshua chapter 4. So it's after the point of salvation. I want you to look at that. After the point of salvation, when you have entered into a relationship with Christ, okay, you have trusted in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's His blood that was poured out on the cross that cleanses us from all iniquity. Nothing else. It wasn't walking down in here and getting baptized or any of these things. It's what Jesus did. Okay, so after that point, I want to point out a couple things that God commanded for these men. If you want to look here in verse 2, it says that the Lord had commanded to take for yourselves 12 men from the people, one from every tribe, and command them, saying, take for yourselves 12 stones out of here of the midst of the Jordan. Now I want to stop there. And I want to talk about that. He, he mentions 12, and the number 12 in the Bible represents uh, God's governmental number. It's his authority on earth. There was 12 Old Testament saints, 12 New Testament apostles. There's 12 gates. Uh, there's 12 angels if you look in the book of Revelation. So God deals in the number 12. It's how people see him. It's the people. He uses the number 12 to represent him on earth. Does that make sense? I don't want to lose you. I'll try to go slow. And so, he is using these 12 
to represent him for generations to come. It's what we are to do today as ambassadors of Christ, as the church. We are to represent Christ for the whole world and generations to come. Does that make sense? Okay. That's why he uses the number 12. And there was 12 men from every tribe. So this is how God would relate to man through these 12 men, through these 12 tribes of Israel. Now, each man, you notice how he uses, he doesn't just use 12 men from one of the tribes. Now there's 12 tribes, so he uses one man from each tribe. Well, if you go back and you do your studying on these tribes, okay, all of these tribes come from a bloodline, a lineage. So he used a man for every family, for each generation of that bloodline to represent that family and generations to come, one from each one of them. So what he was doing was he was taking and had a representative for every family. Okay, to be able to pass down through the generations of their bloodline of what the Lord had done for them at this point. So I hope this is going to apply to your life this morning. I can get it over to you how God related to me. But I want you to look at that. This is important. Then it says, I'll read again in verse 2. It says, take for yourselves 12 men from the 12 people, or 12 men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, take for yourselves 12 stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm, and you shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Now I want you to notice how each man was commanded to pick up a stone and carry that. Now it doesn't say they picked up a little rock. I imagine the banks of the Jordan has a lot of rocks and there was probably some small pebbles, but it wasn't just some average ordinary stone they would pick up that would blend in right with the rest of the bank because if this was a testimony, a monument, a memorial that they would set up for others for generations to come, it wasn't something that would be blending right in. It was something that would stand out among the rest of the surroundings. Okay? Now, when he pictures, when you picture this and he says, he commands these 12 men to walk down and to pick up a stone. Now, I tried to do research on what type of stone, how big would it have been? And nobody really knows, but they say that it would have been what a strong man, all that a strong man, fit man, could carry. So it probably weighed quite a bit. It wasn't an easy task to pick up this stone. Okay? Now, it would probably have been a pretty heavy load for these men. Everything that I studied said it wouldn't have been just some easy thing to dip down and grab it. When these men was to pick up this stone and carry it and bear this stone to represent their bloodline and what Jesus had done and pass it down and set it up for a memorial, it would have been a heavy load to bear. 
If you remember in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to follow me. Now remember, these people were following after the Ark of the Covenant. Okay, they were going where Christ was going. Okay, and he says in Matthew 16 that if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. So, I want you to think about this and what these men were doing. It would be easy to just pass over this piece of scripture, but it's in here for a purpose. They had to pick up these stones. wouldn't have been an easy task to carry this, to represent what Christ had done in their lives and pass it on to further generations. It's the same thing here in Matthew 16. When you follow after Christ... It's not an easy task. He says first you have to deny yourself. To deny yourself and what your flesh wants to do, it's not easy. It's a heavy load to take up the cross and follow Jesus. The same way that the children of Israel would have been here picking up this rock. And I want to point that out because as men and leaders of our home, it's not an easy task. I understand that. The men in the Bible understood it and the Lord knows that it's not an easy task. But we are commanded by the Lord to take up your cross and follow Him. To be that example. To represent your family, your generations to come. In verse 6, I want to read to you Because it gives here the purpose of why God commanded. And I want to go back real quick before I get there. And I want you to think about that for one moment. Because I kind of skipped over that. You notice how he commands Joshua to choose these men. He doesn't say go along and ask who wants to do it. He chooses them. Okay, and God chooses and God calls you for a purpose. He doesn't necessarily have to just ask you. We should understand that we have a calling in our lives. And these men, I could imagine, were ready and bold for the task that was at hand. Joshua didn't have to go around and ask him, well, would you mind uh, teaching Sunday school this week? Would you mind getting up here and giving your testimony? It doesn't say they pointed and said, well, you know what, I'm too busy. I can't carry that load. It says they went down what they were commanded to do, and they did it. And so I want to ask you here, when God calls you to do something, God has commanded you to do something in His Word, are you willing? Are you like these men? Because in everything God calls us to do, in everything He has, every task He has for us, especially as men and leaders in our family, there's a purpose to it. Now He has a purpose here, and it says in verse 6 that, When they would set these, carry these stones up and they would take them over into the promised land, they were to set these stones up as a memorial. And it says in verse 6 that these would be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, what do these stones mean to you? Now, I want you to think about that for a second. He says, I want you to carry this over, okay, so that you can always have a memory. You can go back to what God did for you here. 
Now this is talking about salvation here. So he says, never forget about where you came from. What God did at the moment of salvation. Okay? And he says, not only for you, but for a sign for the generations to come. For your children. And he says, I want you to set these stones up and make it known. It's obvious. Okay, it's not something that blends in. It's not something that they hide and they never speak about because they were ashamed about. Okay, God had already let them out of bondage. Okay, he had set them free and now they're walking in a relationship with him. And he says, you're supposed to make that known. Matter of fact, I want you to set up a monument, okay? Set these stones up so that everybody else sees it. It's something that you couldn't just hide. Many of us today, once we get saved, we just go as our normal everyday routines and people don't see anything in us. Are they seeing these stones? Are you making it obvious to them of what God has done in your life? Are you giving your testimony? That's what this was. It was a testimony of what God did on that day. Now, I want you to notice something. And if you get nothing else, I want you to get this. He says, this sign will be among you. But not only for you, but for when your children ask in time to come, saying, what do these stones mean to you? I want you to think about that for a moment. He said, he doesn't say when they go to the high priest or when they go to the biggest religious people that they know and ask them, what do these stones mean? They go to their parents. They say, what do these mean to you? What does Jesus mean to you? Matthew chapter 16, again, Jesus asked his disciples, he says, who do people say that I am? And they give him some answers. And then he says, now who do you say that I am? See, when your children, when you come here and you make a, when you proclaim what God has done in your life and you dedicate your life to the Lord and you dedicate your life to serving Him and you come and you're faithful and obedient, your children are going to see it. The generations to come are going to see it. It is your life that you live that's that monument. This them memorial stones. And when your children see it, they're not asking, what does Brother Randall or Brother Jake or Brother Willie or anybody else say about Jesus? They want to know what Mama and Daddy says about Jesus. Who is He to them? And if you're living a life contrary to what you are reading and teaching here at home, if it's contrary... What do you think that they're going to say to them? Is it going to show them how good God is and that He's faithful and that He's led you through? Now, I want you to look at a couple more things and I'll get you out of here. In verse 7, it says, Then you shall answer them, that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel forever. I want you to notice how he says you should answer them. Not only is your life supposed to speak volumes and speak to your children, but we are 
verbally supposed to speak, not just in how we live. We are supposed to tell our children what God has done in our life, good and bad of what we went through. Our testimony, he said, this is a testimony to your children forever. Me and Lane both made a lot of mistakes. We sin, we have consequences of our sin. And we sat down constantly with our children and said, this is why you want to live for the Lord. Because this is how he's redeemed us. And and ever since we've lived for the Lord, our lives have drastically changed. And we try to get that across. We're not hiding that from our children. It says we're supposed to speak it. It's supposed to be a testimony. So that they don't make the same mistakes. That make sense? Now, not only is it for your children, I want you to look at one more thing. In Joshua chapter 5, Now after they did this, they carried these stones over and they set them up as a memorial. They were going to speak it to the children. All of this took place and they've done this at this point. It says now in Joshua chapter 5, it says, So after they've done it, after they proclaimed it, they've represented their family, they've carried the load, okay? They have set these memorial up. In Joshua chapter 5 verse 1 it says, So it was... When all of the kings of the Amorites who were on the west side of the Jordan and all of the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we had crossed over that their hearts melted and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. Now I want you to think about that. It says these memorials, this memorial stones that they was to take up wasn't just for the children in their own families. That came first. But it was for everyone else around to see. Even their enemies had nothing against them at this point when they stood for the Lord. They couldn't deny the testimony of what God had done for these people. It was obvious of what he had done. He had parted the waters and they had crossed over on dry land. It's what God had done and they had nothing to say. And I want to tell you something. No one can take away your testimony of what God has done in your life. It's not about how much you know or how smart you are. It's who you know. In the book of Revelation, it says that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Satan or anybody else can stop what God has done in your life. And that's all he was asking here for these people to do. To make the testimony of the Lord known. And so I want to ask you this question this morning. Are you making the testimony, your testimony known among your own families? Among your co-workers, among the people of this church? Are you giving your testimony? Do they see the memorial stones? Are you making it evident? You know, many people, when I talk to them about preaching, about getting up and preaching and doing these things, they say, well... You know, you, 
you seem like you have it all together when you get up there. And the truth is, is I don't. I'm a mess. I haven't ate. I haven't slept. You know, I'm a nervous wreck to get up here. It's not something that I typically want to do. So if you ask, well, you know, why would you do it? Because I don't enjoy it. Most of the time, I don't. I don't enjoy getting up here. It's not something that comes natural. Randall says all the time, he's not a natural speaker. So why do we do it? Because I want my life to be a testimony for my family, for the generations to come. And it's all that I know how to do is to take up the cross of Christ and follow Him. If He calls me to speak, I'll speak. And that's all I want for you guys to do today is he he didn't command for us to know all of these things, which is good to know. He didn't command for you to go and get a bunch of higher education. That's good too. But he says, pick up that stone and set a memorial for others to see. Okay? We can do that today. If we want revival in our families and our marriages and in this country, it's going to take these men who are willing to take up the stone, take up the cross, and follow Jesus. If not just for yourselves, for the generations to come, because people are looking them, looking right here. There's little eyes right now looking at you. Are you making it known? And I know this is a simple message, okay? It's a simple message, but it's one of the hardest things that you can do is follow after Christ. And I, I just pray that from my heart, This morning that we be real. And I want to ask you that. Because others are asking you. Who do you say Jesus is? Because if he is to you. Who he is to me. I don't understand how you can sit. And not say nothing. I really don't. That's why I get up here and I preach. Because I can't stay silent. So I just pray this morning. That you would take this to heart. And that that you would get something out of this message and you would stand and let your life be a memorial to the generations to come. So if you would stand with me this morning. Lord, I just love you and I thank you that you give us these examples how to live. And Lord, that it's a constant reminder that every decision we make, everything that we do, affects generations to come, Lord. And I pray that as men, we would lead our families and make the right decisions to lead and to let our lives, our lives be a light for you and among our families. Lord, I just pray that we would follow you, Lord, no matter how hard it comes or how heavy of the load. Because we have hope in you. And we know that you have overcome, Lord. And no matter what we face, Lord, that you're always with us. God, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord. And I pray that for anyone here that doesn't know you, God, that they would come to you this morning. And they would call upon you, Lord, and you should save them. God, I thank you for this church, family, Lord. And I pray that you'd be with them and all the ones who are traveling this weekend. Again, we remember the ones who gave their life for us, Lord, and for the freedom that we have in this country. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This this morning we're just going to play this video and the song for invitation because I want to pray too. So.
God, listen to this.
All right. Um, no evening services tonight, so you can spend time with your family. Um, I believe there's a senior lunch right after church, so all the seniors are welcome to stay for that. Everybody's okay. Everybody's welcome to honor the seniors. How's that? Did the seniors cook? Cody said he's going to pray for that, bless the food before we uh, leave, and you'll be all dismissed. So if you would, bow your head with Oh, if the seniors would come up here, he said. We're going to pray over all of y'all. Seniors. It's good. <laughs> 